Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. That's right. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. SENZ Thursday, second day of the month. That is the month of February. Hope you're having a big morning. Good morning to boot. Plenty happening in the sporting world. And we'll be bringing, you, bringing it to you for the next three hours. A big good morning to the one and only Robbie. He's in the house. Morning, Robbie. How you doing, brother? Oh, yeah, up and about. <laughs> yeah, great to have you on the show, mate. Man, great to have you on the show. Man of many words, Robbie. Man of many words. Man of many words. Just sits back, six back, six back and gets the job done, plays us the tunes for the big morning. Joey B, good morning to you. Far out, I'm tired. Sorry, I'm a sore. Jeez. I, I didn't, <laughs> these early mornings, mate, to start the year. It takes a while to get used to it, doesn't it? It does, mate. Why are you tired? You stay at your... I stayed at my girlfriend's last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. There's a reason for that, Joey B. You're up late watching Netflix and no doubt eating some popcorn. <laughs> oh, big good morning to you, lads. And Louis Hume, what? If you're wondering, he's away. He's away. He's uh, got his wisdom teeth out, so he's... Well, he's got a swollen face and he and he can't talk. He can't operate. So, Louis Hume, what? We hope you're doing okay. And Aroa Hathaway, our news... Reporter and news presenter is away as well. She's in Coromandel. I'm pretty sure she's still there, and uh, but she'll be bringing us up to date news every six thirty and every hour on the dot. But a big morning to you, Mr. Tony Kemp, and another singlet. How many singlets you got? Ah, <laughs> uh, got a few, got a few. Uh, more than a brother. Yeah, no, it's uh, mate. The sun came out yesterday after the rain went away, and wow, it was crazy. Honestly, it was like a heat wave had hit Auckland. Um, and you wouldn't even you wouldn't even have known that there's so much rain come through. So, um, yep, the singlets uh, I wore one yesterday, just you know opening up the universe, saying, "Come on, get out, get back out, sun." And it, I reckon it works. So, put another one on today. I hope to work out this. We'll get the studio today, and the sun's back out, and we can enjoy a nice warm February. But man, Izzy, I've got to tell you, I don't think we've seen the worst of what the actual floods have done. Uh, Victoria Park, just outside New World, there for you. You know it, be a little bit careful there, heading out onto the motorway. Um, one of the sinkholes have collapsed, big hole in the road. Wow. I think that is one of the biggest problems that we're going to face uh, over the next few weeks. There's a lot of, around those those drainage areas where uh, the roads just haven't been able to handle it. And the only people that will be rubbing their hands together will probably be Fulton, Fulton Hogan um, getting plenty more contracts out of the government to go around and fix up what has already been uh, and we know average average work on our roads. So uh, just if you're out there driving, be really careful. Uh, there's lots and lots of holes in the roads, and 
uh, take your time if you're travelling and, and uh, show a bit of patience. I'm on my way up, Kempi. I'm about to head to the airport at uh, flight 10 a.m. to Auckland. I haven't been to Auckland for, for a wee while, it's probably since December. What do I bring? Uh, what do I pack? Am I, am I packing raincoats and, and warm gears? Is it still quite muggy? I'm just heading into the unknown. Or should I just not even come? Is, is that bad up there? No, no, it's not that bad. Look, it, everyone gets on with it. It's been three years of all sorts in it. Um, so, yeah. I, look, if you're going to pack a raincoat, pack a light, you know, golf jacket that you've got. You've got a thousand of those, so throw one of those in your in your bag and make a few singlets. It's going to be hot. The weather's still really, really warm, even though we've had a little bit of rain. The uh, I'm I'm picking that we're going to get a, a couple of couple of nice days. I can't say that for the rest of the North Island because there's still some rain down at the down heading down Waikato down Taranaki. We'll talk a little bit about that later, but. Um, yeah, you're coming up here this weekend. Pack a couple of singlets, mate. Yeah, we'll break it out tomorrow morning on the show. Beautiful. I don't know if I'll, I'll be a bit intimidated by those guns <laughs> that are glaring at me through uh, the camera, mate. But looking forward to seeing the team. Just quickly, is, is his main is old mate operating in there, or still got the baps and the old milk, the old smoothies and coffees delivered? Or no, he's he's, uh, he's up and up and operating today. So I had a chat to him oh. on Tuesday. Uh, feel really sorry for our mate out here in the cafe. You know, he's had a hard hard time. He bought that cafe right when COVID hit. So he held out for the three years, and uh, then all of a sudden he gets flooded out. So uh, we will definitely go out there tomorrow, um, have a bit of brekkie, support the brother, and um, make sure that uh, he gets, us, gets those coffees racking out today. I'll have a chat to him. I'll tell him you come and make sure he's open. Robbie, shout. Robbie, shout. Robbie, shout. Yes, Robbie. Can't wait to get a nice, beautiful bat from our good mate with a nice banana smoothie to boot. How good. Hey, Kip Pete, big show today. What we got coming up, mate? Yep, still plenty of life left in this one. Is just after 7 a.m. We'll catch up with our good friend Ricardo Christie to talk surfing and his push towards Olympic gold. We're going to stick with our Caracas sales theme this week when we catch up with Katrina Williams from Little Avondale for one uh, look at our more than an athlete uh, segment. It's not only the sales that Katrina has been focusing on, so I can't wait to see what she's been up to. Then after eight, your mini me. Your golfing partner, Will Jordan, will be dialing in to fill us in on his off-season and what's in store this year leading into the World Cup. And to round out the show, we'll talk from pillar to post, effort of the week. And which athlete has gone above and beyond the normal standard set to achieve outstanding results? Big Thursday coming up. Big Thursday. Yeah, Ricardo Christie just after 7 o'clock and looking forward to having a chat today. We've got Pipeline going on in Hawaii and uh, yeah, had a good couple of days with Ricardo over summer. He's up in Gizzy's, goes out with Daisy's best mate, and um, he's an absolute champion. So, yeah, just got to talk to him. He had some pretty exciting news. He's on his own wee journey at the moment to, to make a wee comeback and uh, push for that Olympic spot. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. And obviously anyone that knows how to surf pipeline is the one and only Ricardo Christie. So yeah, looking good. forward to... Talking about that experience, I remember it vividly. We I went to Hawaii for a holiday with the wife after the end of the year tour, and it's around the time of the pipe oh, from the old series, the the previous WSL uh, setup. And they were all just it was actually just before pipe, 
and uh, he was sponsored by Ruka. That's their RVCA uh, sponsorship. They had a house right in front of Pipeline, so yeah, he invited us out for the day. We hang around with all the surfers and everyone, and it was such a cool experience. And I was sitting there just watching Pipe and watching these surfers go out and and take on the big Pipeline and getting smashed. And I was just thinking, you know, like from the shore, you think, oh, that's not too bad. But then you get in the in the ocean, and this little two footer, one footers, feels like it's you know the the trade towers. It feels like it's Sky City. It is tall and it is scary. So I've got a lot of appreciation. And, and Ricardo, and I know you're a big surfing fan, there, Kimpy. Would you surf pipeline? Oh, <laughs> if I was if I was as fit as Ricardo, hundred percent. But you you know what you're talking about? Big they call them big kahunas, mate. Like. You've got to have big kahunas to get out there. You know, you might you might run and in, run into the likes of Steve Blocker Roach and and Mal Meninga, but you lie on a surfboard and pipeline. <laughs> These are totally different. It's not what it's not the water. It's what's under the water and and how long you're under that water for if you get if you get caught. So, um, yeah. been caught in some pretty precarious positions myself through my surfing days. Um, but yeah, man, I can't wait to talk to Ricardo. And I look, I watched Ricardo a number of times. I've watched him live. Uh, I watched him on TV because he's a Kiwi through his journey. I love the way he surfs, the way even just the way he looks, mate. He, he represents New Zealand um, in all stakes. And to hear that he's making a comeback to, to to make that Olympic squad, mate, I'm I'm rooting for him. I'd love him to get into the Olympics. Yeah, same, mate. When he told me that news, I was like, awesome. Bloody awesome, and when you set yourself goals, and it was actually a really interesting chat. Um, and Kempi, you'll you'll be able to resonate with this. Like when you retire, you know you've done something for so long, and you're just going for a situation, and you're talking, you know, you're trying to understand your identity and and who you are as a person because you've always been this athlete, you've always been a rugby player, you've always been a surfer. That's all you've known, and when you've stepped out of sight of that chosen arena. You've got to try and figure out who you are as a person. And we all go through it. If you've been in a sporting team or a sporting environment, it is a difficult transition. And we're all, it was quite cool just to be able to sit down with Ricardo and, and chew his ear on, on a few things. I must say, he smoked me at golf. Unbelievable. I said, what are you off? Oh, 20. 20? He was like, oh, okay, I'll give you a shot every hole. Well, that shot every hole came back to bite me in the bum. Because he pumped me, and uh, I'll never give him a shot a hole. But just sitting down and really understanding it, and just real similarities for for what we've both been through, and, and just being really mm. open about the transition. And and for him, he'll be honest about it. it was It was a difficult one. Um, like I said, just just not knowing what's next and and what's coming up. But he's made that decision, and uh, he's doing some pretty cool things in the community. He chants his arm at the real estate scene, Kempi trying to sell some some houses, and well, he's a bit like myself. And you know, when someone rings you and you you see it, and you're like, oh, I don't want to talk to them. But when you're a real estate agent, you gotta answer your phone twenty four seven. And I think that just uh, was a bit of a difficult one for Ricardo. But mate, he's an absolute champion and uh, can't wait to have a chat to him and see what he's got coming up. And then Will Jordan had a game with Will Jordan yesterday, Kempi, on the golf course. Many me. He was horrible. I think he shot over he? Andy. Is he? Tell him Is he that bad? Yeah. Nah, he's actually good. He came in, he said, man, I shot 75 last week and David Harville, shot 73. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard it all before. 
bang, sprayed it off the tee. And uh, so it was me and Braden Ennell taking on him and Mitch Drummond. And Braden Ennell, he's off about a 50, I must say, after that. Uh, we were playing combined stable fit, <laughs> so you have to work together as a team. And, uh, well, my back is sore. I shot 78. I was happy with that. I went back to my old course, Pegasus. It's a little bit easier than the old Clearwater, but uh, yeah, a good day out. And, and just seeing where, where he's at too, um, Kempe, Will Jordan, like he's... His body's good? He's been dealing with... Yeah, his body's good. His mind's good. Um, just a few little niggles. He's back into into training, um, integrated back into the training scene with the Crusaders. Don't know, unsure on, on a start date for, for Will, but stay tuned because after eight, he'll give us everything um, that we need to know. Uh, towards his body, his head. We know he's had his concussions, problems, and, and all to boot. So, big show, Kempe, and then Katrina Williams. Well, we know what she's done. Rocking horse. Such a good, such a good sprinter and uh, getting updated. And she's doing some pretty special things as well, eh, mate? Yeah, she is. She's doing, I had a really good chat to her out at the Karaka Sales this week. We thought we'd stay with that theme. And uh, I spoke to her, went and spent a little bit of time with her, actually, walking around. Uh, I looked up, and here we are. We're on the screens, the big screens in the... Uh, together in the in the ring parade ring when she was watching one of her horses go through and she's telling me about what she's got coming up and for someone of Karina's um, stature she works so so hard mate and Sam Sam her husband will tell you that you know like so I'm looking forward to talking to Katrina too it's a big show today surfing racing uh, might even throw you out a little tip and uh, love racing too later on is he so uh, had a look I've been doing my form uh, yep. Keep tuned for that one coming up just before 7 o'clock. <laughs> oh, love racing with the one and only Tony Kemp. Oh, there you go. Tarapa. Oh, the, the sheik. Tarapa. The sheik was laughing, mate. Yeah. He, he was giving it to me on Tarapa. He goes, can't believe it, mate. You talking about racing? <laughs> he says, you even sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> just ask me, Kempi. Oh, just, just ask me. Ask hey, me. just tell him that. Yeah, that's just right. tell him that, mate. Hey, now looking forward to that big race meeting tomorrow. That was obviously postponed the other day, and it's taking place tomorrow at Tarapa Raceway. Uh, Just quickly, the cricket, not ideal. If you've just woken up and you want to know the score, uh, what the result? Well, India started off with a bang. Started off with a bang. The one and only again, ruining our 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 nightmare player for the opposition is Shubman Gill. Well, he shot. He got. 126 runs off 63 balls, 12 fours, 7 sixes. India set a total of 234 for four in their 20 overs. So you can understand the, the pitch was was not bad. Mm. You know, it was You could bat on it for long periods of time and you actually could score some runs. Well, that wouldn't be the case if you've woken up and you've seen New Zealand's score. Well, they were bowled out for 66 they were bowled out for a measly 66 off 12 overs. So the only one that really got going for New Zealand was Daryl Mitchell, who got 35. But you go through the other scores, you got Finn Allen, 3. Devin Conway, 1. Mark Chapman, a duck. Glenn Phillips, 2. And then Daryl Mitchell. And then the second, second best high scorer, second high scorer for New Zealand was Mitchell Santner on measly old 13. So tough old outing for our Black Caps. They got pumped and they lost the uh, T20 series 2-1 against the favourites heading into the World Cup, India. So on that note, it's time for this. Can't wait question of the day. Double eight, double three. 
is our Temper Bed Post text machine or 0800 150 Our can't wait question of the day. The Finn Allen, the Finn Allen experiment isn't working. Do they continue down this route or look for a more surefire solution to the Black Caps batting woes? Batting woes, bowling woes. Finn Allen, the experience experiment isn't working. So what are the Black Caps selectors, coaches, whatever, what do they do? Continue down this road or make the change now, knowing that the big year ahead is only just around the corner. I'd love to hear from you. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Yes, welcome back. We're 24 past six here on a Thursday morning. I can't wait. Question of the day. The Finn Allen experiment isn't working. Do they continue down this route or look for more surefire solutions to the Black Caps batting woes? And Charlie's come through. Guppy will be glad he is not in this mess that the Black Caps is in right now. Totally agree. Totally agree with that. Couldn't agree more there, Charlie. Keep those messages coming through. Do they make the change? Kempe, I want to ask you this question. You've been in the coaching setup. You understand the difficulties selecting um, takes. So how do you approach this awkward situation that the Black Caps have got themselves into, knowing that Finn Allen was hoping, was potentially, they were praying that he was going to be uh, that, that opening batter that Martin Guptill once was, that Brendan McCullum once was, that aggressive nature. How do you approach this awkward situation? Yeah, some, some big shoes to fill, eh? You know, you're, you're talking Flem, Baz, uh, Guppy, you know, and then Finn Allen comes in and he's on a bit of a slide at the moment. Um, and we talked about it yesterday with the All Blacks about, you know, do you want change and are you, are you willing to wait and, and accept those losses on the back of it or those changes on the back of it that are actually going to bring a little bit of pain? And that's what the, the Black Caps are going through at the moment. They lost their last five wickets for 12 balls, you know what I mean? And so you, although at the top end, Finn Allen's, you know, he's faced four balls and gone out for three runs, down the back end of it, you know, Ish Sodi Duck. Lockie Ferguson duck, Blair Tickner one run, Benjamin Lister duck. So it's a, it seems to be a problem across the board. For me, when I look at it, I think, well, I would be calling on my senior players. You know what I mean? I would be really knuckling down, getting my senior group together and saying, fellas, you know, there's, there's obviously across the board some issues. Um, the, like, you, like you pointed out, the wicket looked all right. In the, in the He's lacking confidence, isn't he, Kimpy? He is, and, and we, like talk, it, we yeah. talked about that. So yeah. how do you how do you approach that? Like, is it simple? You don't like do you drop him and send him back to domestic cricket to gain that confidence back, get him some reps, get him get him some runs on the board, or do you just continue down this experiment knowing that he's lacking so much confidence? So you're saying the leadership group that is in there, Devin Conway. Yeah. Um, you know, you got Ish Sodi that's been around for a while. Daryl Mitchell, uh, do they have to really rally around this young kid? One hundred percent. Who's had so much pressure put on him? One hundred percent. So I reckon it's three three prong. I said I reckon first of all the senior group, which we talked about. The second thing is bring Marty um, Guptill back. Bring Guptill back back into the side and put him into the bat, into the top order um, batting again and give Finn Allen a breather. You know what I mean? And then transition that spot with Guppy in the side so that he can talk him through all those... those. Uh, you know the best thing about having Baz back in your side at the front end mm. is that Baz is there. 
he knows it, you know what I mean? He knows what they're going to be going through. Like you said the other day when we were talking about the ball, you know, the Kookaburra ball being put in into the English game. He says, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what ball it is, you've got a job to do. And I think that voice really can only come from seniority. So for me, and I agree with Charlie, like, bring Guppy back. You know, he although he may be enjoying sitting out and not being part of that mess, I bet you he'd enjoy Would he more. want to come back, Kempi, knowing well, what, what he was put through? I would. Yeah. Would you would you bite the bullet and just say, okay, they've made a mistake here? Well, it's knowing any... how they they treated one of our most successful batsmen, going and just kind of didn't really give him a send off. He probably deserved. Well, you know, at, th- at thirty six, like, I uh, think. Stuff, yeah. yeah, at thirty six, I think you take the higher ground. You take the 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 um, position where I actually get to go out on my own terms. And I'm going to go back, you know, because if 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 Guppy Martin Guptill says, "Yep, I'll go back into the side," um, he's he can't lose because straight away he's taken the higher ground and said, "Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to worry about your games. I'm not going to take the the lower ground and play them. I'm going to come back here and I'm going to actually show you what I can do." And I would think that at 36, he would love that opportunity. Yeah. Hundred percent. Look, I just think it's a it's a it's a difficult situation for Finn Allen, and um, the experiment isn't working. They've got time on their hands right now before they head to India later on in the year. They face India in India, difficult task. They've they've experienced it now. Look, for me, I just think he's he's just been given the wrong messages. Like he's been told to be this player, this the style of opening better and, and we need this from you and blah, blah, blah. And I've been on the other side. When you get overcoached, your mind gets boggled down mm. and you just don't play with any instincts, any freedom. And I, I just get the sense that that's the case for Finnell and there's just so much going on up top. So a little a spot in domestic cricket just to gain that confidence might be the way. But then on the other side, you've got to look at the candidates that will potentially take over uh, from uh, Finnell and so I've been having a look at the Super Smash, and Chad Bale from Canterbury Kings has been on fire. He's the highest run scorer in the Super Smash at the moment with 282 runs. He smashed 10 sixes, so he is flying for the Canterbury um, Kings right now. You've got Will Young, who's been there. Will Young, Central District's open better. He's been tracking along not too badly, um, so potentially he's had that experience at Tolly. Would he be a perfect fit for that Black Caps? You've got Tim Seifert from ND. And he's been a part of that makeup. He's a really aggressive cricketer. Loves taking on that willow and going out there and putting it to those bowlers. So Tim Seifert, could he fill the void? Uh, you've got George Worker for the Auckland Aces opening the bat. He scored 80-odd runs for the Auckland Aces not too long ago. So he's in a wee bit of form. Or do they do a full U-turn and go back to Martin Guptill, knowing that they've probably made a mistake? and knowing what's on, on offer later on in the year. So there's a few candidates there, and there's a message from Brett. He should have been opening with Guppy. He should have been opening with Guppy regarding Finn Allen. Senior players to show on the ropes. Conway to three. Nichols isn't an ODI number three, and neither is Chapman in T20. Ha fellas. That is from Brett. And then Morena Boys from Marshy. Where's Colin Monroe? Wow, that's a great question. Where is Colin Monroe? He was very good at the top order. He had a bit of a slip. The odd slip here and there, but you never knew, never know. So, okay, there you go. The can't wait question is, though, what do the Black Caps do right now? Keep those messages uh, coming through, and we'll get to those, because it is a big question. The Finn Allen experience isn't working. Do they make a change, or they just hold firm?
Coming up, we've got some headlines with Joey B. Joey B's in the house. And here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building a shape in the future. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring. Yes, ding dong, the witch is dead. Tom Brady is gone at 45. Thank God. I did not want to see him at Las Vegas yesterday. Uh, sorry, next year. Just on one leg, crying for his wife to bring him back. So uh, thank God he's gone. But a great career. I wish he'd played for the 49ers. But uh, I think he'd be pretty happy with how it all played out for himself. It's time for a Bunny Trades headline. At Bunny's Trade Helping Business is our trade. Novak Djokovic will be free to play in this year's US Open after the United States government have said that they will end COVID-19 emergency measures on May 11. Another news for Djokovic, apparently uh, tournament director Craig Tiley said that at the Australian Open, when he won his 10th title, he had a three-centimetre tear in his hamstring. And and um, and was in pain throughout the whole tournament on his way to securing his twenty second Grand Slam. And if you just join us, the Black Caps lost to India this morning by one hundred and sixty eight runs, with India scoring two hundred thirty four runs behind Shabman Gill's one hundred and twenty six. He's on fire at the moment. Well, the Black Caps were all out for sixty six. There you go, boys. That's your Bunnings Trade headlines. Yeah. At Bunnings Trade, we're here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade. Yes, good little update there, um, Joey B. Thank you very much, mate. Yeah, look, that's tough. That's tough. Old Djokovic playing through a three-centimetre tear. It doesn't sound like much, but when you've got a little niggle in your muscle, oh, she is painful. That just makes paints a picture of how tough that bloke is and the adversity he can overcome there can be. Oh, he just is. continues to amaze me, that fella. Mm. Just an absolute no. The, the bloke that amazes me, and you and you'd love this, Tom Brady, mate, forty-five after a twenty-three-year career, and said that uh, he's not going around the retirement merry-go-round because he went around once last year. Announced it in the in a sixty-second uh, Instagram yesterday. I'm out. That's me done. Done for good. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he wrote about a four thousand word essay uh, last year, and then he turned his back or did a U turn on his retirement. But it's for good now, and well, he won't be short of a buck. He signed a ten year deal with Fox for uh, three hundred and seventy five million US dollars to go on the broadcasting arena. So uh, that'll go a long same, way. He's to on the recovering. same wage packet as you. Nah, I wish. I wish, mate. He's gone a long way back uh, to recovering that FTX money that he lost with the the cryptocurrency currency company. So uh, he won't be short of a dollar, that fella. But look at his stats throughout his career. 649 TDs for a total of 89,000 yards. Quarterback rating, QB rating is pretty important when you're uh, when you're following the game and, and getting an understanding of it. He had a 97.2% quarterback rating throughout his entire career, and he's a seven-time Super Bowl champion. I saw uh, JJ Watt announced his retirement earlier on in the month, so he uh, welcomed to golf every 10 a.m. every morning. They're on the golf course, and the new guy shouts. So Tom Brady, he'll be playing golf with JJ Watt. And uh, no doubt he had a big statement to make regarding that. And we always love bringing it up. The GOAT, the GOAT. Tom Brady, well, JJ Watt said he was the GOAT. And just on that, I was listening to a wee clip about it. He is 45 years of age. And we got this clip for you, and we'll play it for you now. You know, I think about 21 years, you know, I played in the NFL. And 20 years going to last year, I was a free agent. And I didn't know what my career was going to be. You know, a lot of you guys see me and a lot of you guys were young. 
when uh, you know I got drafted. I was a six-round pick. You know, I was a 199th pick. I never forgot that. I still haven't forgot that to this day. I was at one organization and I learned a lot. And when I had the opportunity to choose another place, everyone always says, "Why the Bucks, man? Why do you choose the Bucks?" And it was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer. No-brainer for Tom Brady. Went to the Buccaneers and won a title and uh, won a seventh Super Bowl. Uh, 45 years of age, continued his fine form right to the very end. He was 199th pick in the NFL draft, sixth round. He was told he'll never be good, he'll never be great, and he was always put down. No teams wanted him. And, uh, well, I just want to. I just want you all to take that advice. Don't ever ever listen to anyone else trying to bring you down. If you have belief in your own abilities and you think you can succeed, your mind is your most powerful, powerful muscle in your body. Go forward and conquer, because Tom Brady certainly did that. So Tom Brady retired at the good old age of 45 years of age. We were talking cricket earlier on, and Stephen from Dunedin has come through. Anyone that's watched Guppy, the last 12 months, wouldn't have him anywhere near international cricket. Stephen has come through. Oh, I can understand why you're saying that. The, the domestic cricket probably hasn't been firing as of late, but when he's been a part of their Black Caps outfit, he hasn't been too bad. He's at, He averages 31.8. That's a whole lot more. 31.8 would have gone a long way this morning. Probably wouldn't have got the job done, but hey, it gives you start and puts scoreboard pressure on, uh, on the Indian side. He scored 3,531 3, uh, 3, runs, and uh, he played 122 matches. Mm. So someone that knows, I'll be, I've got experience of that, Kimpy. Domestic cricket, I played horribly for the, for the, um, for the Crusaders and domestic, regional, yeah. provincial rugby, but every time I put that black jersey on, it's a different story. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it is a different story when you're playing for your international side. Oh, for Olsen. Let's get that one correct, okay? It was O for Olsen, not O for Awesome. Olsen Filipina was what uh, David Tour was trying to say that time. And Olsen Filipina is a prime example of that, is he? He went through and you know struggled through first grade in Sydney. He threw him a black jersey, and Wally Lewis today still knows who the best 5'8 in the world was, and that was Olsen yep. Filipina. So um, I hear what you're saying, uh, Stephen from Dunedin, uh, but Guppy, you throw him a black top, and it's a different story. And it was the same as Olsen. It was the same as Izzy. You know, it's a different story once you step into that international. Some guys can make that that climb up that mountain. Some people can't, and Guppy can. I think he should yeah, be back whether there. The, yeah, whether that's the right decision, Kempi, like um, doing a U-term, he's ageing, and whether they need to blood some, some younger youth coming through the names I read off earlier. It's probably the right direction, but I wouldn't be phased. It wouldn't disappoint me if they made a U-turn and bought Guppy in, knowing what's on offer uh, later on in the year. Quizzy Dag, coming up, we have a $50 TAB bonus bet up for grabs. 0800-150-811. Come on over. Take on the Quizmaster. This is how we do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. 800 150 811 Now give us a call 
give us a call. And everyone has called. The phone lines are running hot. 0800 150 to take on me, the quiz master. And you've got Kempi at your disposal if you need. The, the clue master himself. If I've been you, retired if you get a, a week. Clue, just, you've been re- yeah, it's been, a, been an easy old week for, for Kempi. But, hey, if he comes in with a little clue, you got to think cryptic. <laughs> He's very, very clever with his approach. We're going to talk to John from Christchurch. He'll be getting ready to deal with this heat wave. Here you go, John. G'day, how are you, Oh, I'm very good, mate. Um, nice and warm here in the beautiful Ototahi. Are you, are you enjoying the heat? Yeah, it's dirty, mate. It's not too good later in the day being a truck driver. But anyway, she's a beautiful morning <laughs> days like is it still a thing, mate? The kids getting you to honk the horn and do the old. You <laughs> know, you go, mate. It's outside school, teach them they all have blind fences when you're going down the street. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, mate. Love your work. Love your work. Yeah, good luck for today. Here we go. Question number one: Who scored a remarkable 126 not out of 63 balls to tear apart our Black Caps this morning? Shubman Gill, yeah, he's been on fire as of late. Blasted at 200. Woo. Pretty unstoppable. Qu- question number two. The English Premier League gets back underway this weekend. Which are the only two teams in the top five that will face each other in the next round? In the top five? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, God. Um, uh, I can actually tell you that too. Um Chelsea, no. Oh, God, I know this. Um, Man U. <laughs> Three. West, uh, no, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, yeah. Oh, that was a laugh. Yeah, you, you were not even close to me. No, completely you weren't close at all. <laughs> Have a good day. Ed from Tolaga Bay. How you doing, Ed? Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a stab Have a stab in the dark, brother um, Man U against um, Nottingham No No <laughs> Close, no <laughs> wasn't, wasn't him yet, have a good day Brett from Huntley hey, I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> no, We'll I, have a guess I, I don't know as in a team Oh, you went to Kanaka, how was it? What a paranoid place for a fellow with hay fever because you've got toddy in your eyes and you don't want to wink and you've got a hooping nose and you don't want to scratch your nose. And I don't know your answer. Have a good day, brothers. Oh, all right, Brett. Have a good day, mate. Appreciate your call. Brad from Dunedin. How you doing? Morning, boys. How are we? Good. Good. We're very, very well good. this very morning, good. mate. Hope you're doing good. Uh, the English Premier League gets back underway this weekend. Which are the only two teams in the top five that will face each other in the next round? Uh, I believe it's Tottenham Man City. Yes, Tottenham taking on Man City. That'll be a doozy. Question number three. Rumours have been circling around who the next All-Whites coach will be, but who had the longest reign in the club's history, taking charge between 2005 to 2013. Four. The all-white coach. Three. Yep. Two. Oh, Ricky Herbert. Ricky Herbert is correct. There you go. Question number four. Which two teams sit top of the Eastern and Western Conferences, respectively, at this point in the NBA season? 
Celtics in the East. And, Three. Oh, Two. Is it Denver in the West? Oh, good Denver work. Nuggets in the Boston Celtics. There you go, Brady Boy. He's on. Question number five to win it all. Here we go. The new Super Rugby Pacific season gets underway in three weeks' time. Which, what city will host the first match and against who? Uh, Chiefs Crusaders. Um, oh, is it Hamilton or Christchurch? Uh, three, two, one. Go Christchurch. Ah! <laughs> he knows his sport. And I'm not surprised. Brad from Dunedin, brother. Well done. Well done. Have you got us a little something that the $50 TAB bonus bet might head towards? Oh, I've been going pretty hard on the NBA power plays, eh? But um, haven't had a look at them yet, so find something juicy there. Beautiful. Is it the Celtics to lose? Uh, yeah, I think the Celtics will... Be one half of the finals. It's just toss up between like three or four teams in the West. Eh? Hope my Lakers can get up, please. They've been uh, shafted are, as of late. Lakers are mud. Come on, Brad. Don't be like that. You're so mean to me, bro. Have you got? What, what is it? What are you mean to me, mate? Uh, must be must be the Christchurch thing, eh? Canterbury. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, I've got twenty five games for the Highlanders. Don't forget that, brother. You have a good day. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that, Daggy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all good, mate. Take care. Thanks so much. So all our callers coming through. Quizzy uh, Dag done and dusted for a Thursday. Brad, he takes home the gravy. We'll come back and uh, we'll wrap it up. Here we go. I think I've found one for us. Kiwi man. We're not going to have to wait long. Race one at Tarapa looks like a good each way bet. I know it's a maiden, but Kiwi's man's five placings have been on all tracks, so he doesn't mind the heavy having placed second. Uh, twice on a heavy 10. And with a change of rider for Debbie Sweeney, pay the bills, Craig Wills, he rode for us in Cinerama, or Group 2, I think will get the Kiwi Man its first win. Kiwi Man, currently 5.50, on the fix. A good chance. Get your money back at least. Race one at Tarapa tomorrow. So get on and remember, gamble responsibly. That's our Love Racing update. Eat, drink and get racy. Round up your crew and book now at thegrandtour.nz. Yes, beautiful Kiwi man tomorrow, Kimpy. Oh, that's all I need. Just a little bit of a push into something that might be juicy. Well, the name, the name just says it all. Kiwi man. Yeah, good. Just quickly, Kimpy. Jam, just ask me. What's the go? What's uh, happening with Jam? He's coming back out again. We're going to go around again uh, in the, what's that? It's the autumn, winter. Um, but yeah, this, uh, we were going to retire him, we thought, and then Alan said, oh, look, he's too good a horse. We'll find another couple of races for him, go around again. Uh, I'll have something for you in two weeks' time. We've got a, another Darren um, prodigy coming out, and uh, we're just waiting for that one to get all set. But it looks like it'll probably have its first race on the 16th. So it uh, hasn't been Ooh. named yet, but uh, when it is, I'll let you know. Oh, I know you will. You'll let us all know, and I can't wait to hear the name. Coming up, Ricardo Christie talking all things surfing. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Yes, welcome back. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. February the 2nd. I can't believe it. February's already here, Kempi. We've been back on the airways for well, just over a week now, and it has been fun, enjoyable, and there's plenty happening in the sporting world. And Brad, well, who is our quizzy dag winner? And he's been nice enough to send us a wee couple power plays 
for the NBA, and they're pretty juicy as well. A couple of juicy power plays for the NBA. Harden, Young, Brown, three plus plus threes each. So they've got to get three threes each for nine bucks. And then Jordan Poole, Van Fleet and Bridges each score 20 points at six bucks. So if you're brave enough and you love your little bit of NBA, there you go. Brad's been nice in sharing some uh, some gravy for us this morning. Uh, coming up, we've got Katrina Williams from Little Avondale Stud, and she's going to be talking about what she's been doing uh, around the world and particularly with the big week of Caracas sales. So that is our more than athlete. And then we've got Will Jordan later on after 8 o'clock. So stay tuned, Double eight, double three. On the Temper Bed Post text machine, if you've got any questions for our guests, come out. We're going to talk to Ricardo Christie, the quality, the, the superstar surfer. Oh, he's back anyway. So we'll get an inkling of what he's up to. If you've got anything, let us know. The best surfers in the world right now are in Hawaii, waiting for that perfect swell to come. The World Surf League makes its return in 2023, with this year being more competitive than ever, with qualification for next year's Olympics at stake. To preview first stage of the year as a man with plenty of experience on the big stage and I spoke about it earlier when I joined him at the Ruka house right in front of the pipeline I saw it I witnessed it and well you got to have big kahunas to go out there and surf that how you doing Rick yo brother I'm good man how are you I'm good hey thank you so much that alarm went off nice and early for you it uh, it did mate now I'm up pretty early. My little four-year-old gets me up. Little Jai, little Jai, mate. Look, obviously we caught up over summer. It was great to see you and your beautiful family. How, how's the summer of surf been for you? You've been getting out and getting into some waves? Uh, yeah, it, it's been, um, the weather's been pretty pretty average, to be honest, bro. <laughs> mm, but um, yeah. I've been, make, been making the most of it and... Um, Forcing, forcing surfs every day. Hey, I would uh, say. hey, Rick. Just, um, just, we'll, we'll just dial it back a little bit here. As he talked a little bit about the game of golf that you're playing, you said you were <laughs> off a twenty, yeah. And then I know as he can play, mate. So who's doing who here? Are you really off a twenty or are you a burglar? Because he said you've done him. <laughs> I'm one of those guys that. Uh, yeah, don't he doesn't hand hand in his scores, so um, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. I'm very frustrated. I watch Izzy on Instagram, mate. I know he's a pro, so um, yeah, just get get my card. You, you done me. Mate. You done me good, mate. You done me really good. It wasn't until I lost, like, she started playing some better golf. But, mate, really enjoyed it over, over summer and catching up with yourself, Rick. Yeah. And uh, yeah, your buddy. journey, mate, I know you're, you're excited about what's ahead and, and we spoke about, you know, your your love for surfing and that, that, that urge that is still there to go out and compete. So what have you been up to? What's on the cards for yourself, Rick? Um, yeah, bro, so... I don't know. I guess it was a. I've I've had a couple of years um, since being full time professional, traveling the world. Mm. Had a couple of years back at home, um, kind of just normal living, I guess. Like got a job and been working pr- pretty full time. Well, definitely full time. Um, mm. 
And there's these Olympics coming up in Tahiti. Um, that's one of my favorite places on the planet. Um, and there's, there's quite a simple qualification, um, w- like way of qualification. And I kind of looked at that and thought, well, this is probably the last, um, last time I can actually have a crack. So mm. I thought, stuff it. I'd rather give it a go um, and try and qualify for those games um, than sit on the sideline and and watch some other other guys do it um, without me actually giving it a go. So so yeah, I've been um, training and losing a bunch of weight, <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, I'm heading, heading over to Oz next week for the first um, uh, Australasian WQS world qualifying series event um i got seven events back to back that i'm doing over there and basically just gotta gotta do well over there and that'll be the first step to qualification what has that been like for you rick um getting your body back into to shape you know the surfing kind of shape that you have to be you know to get back on the boards was was it tough for you throughout the the last couple of weeks and, and what you had to put your body through yeah, mate. It's um, it's been a it's been a challenge. Um, mm. it, it was it was hardest at the beginning, obviously. Um, yeah. You know, having to go and fill up the fill up the car with petrol without getting a pie, or you know, like <laughs> or, you know, you have a big day and you know you got beers in the fridge. Well, my sixteen year old son's got 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 a six pack of beers in the fridge, and you know, just not. Popping the top off one of those things. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, like just those little those little things that you have in your life, eh, that you you look forward to having to say no to myself. That 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 was the hardest thing. But um, mm. I guess once I overcame that, like I, I want to do I want to do what I want to do overseas so bad that you know I just have to you know just yeah. not. Get it? Yeah, just not. Uh, nah. Get back out there. Yeah. Get back out there. Good. Hey, Rick, it's it's good to see you back out there, brother. Um, there's been a bit of a changing of the guard. You know, you got six rookies on the WCL this year, and in the, the men's, you know, there's um, some big changes. What's it like? What do you think? What do you think you're up against in these seven um, Aussie uh, heats that you're going to be um, surfing on? Um, yeah, mate. Like I've just been watching some. Um, I've kind of been catching up on who, who's who, all the young, all the young guys coming up. But um, so this so this series is basically just Australians and Kiwis, um, yeah. and the odd odd guy here and there. It's like a Australasian regional qualifying series. So basically, the top yeah the top seven go into the. Uh, qualify for the Challenger Series, which which has been the where you qualify for the World Tour. Um, so yeah, I've just been kind of checking out who's who's been doing well over there, and I'm watching the previous year's um, events because I've been pretty out of the loop. Um, mm. And yeah, everyone's heat quite a bit younger than me. Um, everyone's going to be absolutely ripping. Um, so for me, bro, like my, my expectations on myself is just 
do what I can the best I can and, um, you know, obviously prepare as well as I can to get over there. And um, I've surfed millions and millions of heats before. There's, there's nothing new that I need to learn there, but it's just basically getting my body and mind in a positive place and then I just go and do my thing and we'll see if I still get scored or they send me back to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're going to do well. Rick, you've been, you've been training hard. Still got it? Still got it, brother? <laughs> still got it, mate. You know the drill. <laughs> <laughs> Never lost it. Never lost it, eh, Rick? Nah, I'm proud of you, mate. I'm so... We're right behind you, eh? Like, I was so pumped when you told me the news you're going to have another little crack and... And go through and, and just chant your arm and ah, oh, mate, you're you're a champion. You're our latest WSL qualifier. So a whole of New Zealand will be right behind you. And I've talked about it earlier on the show when I was lucky enough to come and uh, witness pipeline with you at uh, in Hawaii, and you're in the house right in front of the pipeline, mate. You've surfed it many a times. It's a challenge. It's a difficult challenge. A different challenge to Jopu. What are those challenges to surfing pipe? Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, so like we basically pipe is it, it's right on the beach. You can, um, you know, you can you can sit there at your house right in front. Most of the surfers stay right in front of the pipe, and you just watch it all day. Um, you know, it looks so perfect and easy sitting there from the sideline, sitting there from the beach, and you tend to watch it all day. And so, and we. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. But then you paddle out there, and it's a whole different, it's a whole different thing. It's, it can be quite, um, quite shifty. So, you know, there's some waves that break in certain spots, and then there's other waves that break in others. But you can get good waves across the whole reef. Like it's not like a, you know, it doesn't just break in the one spot, if you know what I mean. There's different types of waves depending on the swells that come in. So it can be, it can be quite tricky, um, and that's where your your pipe specialists, guys that have been living and breathing that wave their whole life, that's when they've got, in my eyes, so much more probability of um, of doing well. Uh, they know where to take off. They know what waves to go. They know when a swell line comes in. They know what they're doing. You know. Um, whereas you'll see people who don't, they'll get a little bit lost and sit in the wrong spot and that sort of thing. Hey, Rick, I was I was watching uh, this little segment on Kelly Slater and the way he plays mind games out in the water. One of the surfers was talking about him being intimidated because Kelly was up in a heat and uh, Kelly threw him into the first wave. He said, no, nah, man, you go. And he, <laughs> Kelly knew it was a bad wave. And the, I can't remember the name of the surfer. He knew it was a bad wave too, but because Kelly said go, he went and, and got towed up in the heat. <laughs> is that is that the mindset, being a bit older than these young blokes, that you can take? Is there going to be some chat out there in the water from you? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. Probably. Um, I'll just give them the evil eye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, there's, there's kids. I'm going up against kids. These poor kids, eh? This growing man <laughs> going in there to spoil their fun. But, um, yeah, mate, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get through those heats, eh? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give them a couple oh. of the beats after. And <laughs> but, <laughs> mate, use that experience, mate. Use that experience that you've got. And um, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome to see you back out there surfing and, and just reliving their childhood dream. 
Uh, just just quickly, the, the transition from surfing into to real life. You you were doing a bit of real estate. How how was that for you, Rick? Yeah, bro. Um, no, it was it was really good, eh? It was it was um, it was definitely a shock to the system. It was um, challenge, challenging, um, mm. but I, I learned a lot and obviously learned a lot about myself as well. And um, good, you know, just good to experience something completely different. Um, I was, you know, I wasn't around people who who surfed or. Or if they did, you know, you didn't really talk about it. After a license kind of being around a certain environment, I basically was a fish out of water um, and then ha- had to make myself feel comfortable there, which was which was a real, it was a real good experience. Um, but, yeah, like, obviously, just decided I, I actually missed the ocean. Um, obviously not going to be going full-time professional surfer after this little, I just want to focus on this goal, but um, yeah, kind of, kind of had to think to myself, and I was like, I, I love the the surf world and um, everything that I kind of did in the past, so I wouldn't mind putting myself around that that space um, for work moving forward. So, so yeah, we'll see how we go down in that front. Um, but at the moment, I'm just focusing on Oz and. Um, yeah, frothing. Frothing, frothing. We're all frothing, Rick, and before we let you go, mate, a bit of advice for some young surfers? Um, just go surf. That's, that's the most, yeah. that's, the, that's the best advice. Just go surf. Stop yep. talking. Get out there. <laughs> I've, got, I've got some advice for you, some young surfers. When me and Rick are in the water, get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Just see if it's good. Or you can all they Don't can drop in from me. Surely you've got a story of someone dropping in on you. Did you spray him? <laughs> oh plenty, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Not while I was doing real estate though. <laughs> You're too nice, mate. You're trying to sell oh, the dream. Go, trying to go. sell the dream. <laughs> you know it. Go, go. You're going to buy a house from me shortly. Ha ha. You don't know it. <laughs> oh, awesome. Awesome, Rick. Hey, thanks so much for joining us, Rick. Uh, we really appreciate you. And, and good luck on your journey back to, to the Olympics. And no doubt, mate, you've got the talent, you've got the experience there to to go forward and conquer and, and give my love to that beautiful family, Soph and the kids. And uh, thanks so much, brother. Will do. All right. Cheers, bro. Love you, man. Catch you later, boys. See you, bro. See you, bro. See you, lad. Cardo Christie, he's back. And you heard it here. How good. Chances is an arm trying to get back. He wants to go surf Chopu. The Olympics has been held in France and, uh, well, the surf circuit. For that event will be held at Chopu, and anyone that knows about surfing Chopu, when he we spoke, we chatted to him last year. Give you remember, mm-hmm. and he said he was absolutely crapping himself, packing <laughs> himself, heading into that wave. But he he absolutely loves it, and someone that knows how to surf it is Ricardo. So yeah, big year ahead for Rick. Yeah, big year, big year, mate. I'll definitely be tuning in. Like I hope he goes well in the series over there. He's right though. He's going to have it. His back up against the wall. A lot of good young rookies out there on the surf scene. Six of the six new rookies in the WSL uh, at Billabong. 
pipeline to kick it off this year. So, um, mate, hats off to him. Get himself in shape. Get himself in position, hopefully, to represent New Zealand at the next Olympics. Go hard, there's Ricardo a, Christie. There's a beautiful heat going taking place today. Well, if the surfing commences, you got John John Florence uh, taking on Gabriel Medina. So a beautiful heat to kick the pipeline off and there's surfers uh, galore. And there's quite a few Aussies on that surfing league too, man. They are flying the flag proud at the moment in the surfing world. So uh, great to chat with Ricardo Christie. He's uh, an absolute champion bloke, and I got to really spend some time with him and just share our stories, our experiences, the transitioning from our life in the sporting world to reality where you just got to go and get a job. Well, didn't last long for Rick. He's trying to go back and do surfing again because that's what he knows and that's what he does best. Awesome to catch up with him. Coming up, we got Off the Back Fence with Tony Kemp. Where's he gone today? You're listening to Izzy and Kemp for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the Real House of Fragrance. The Back Fence with Tony Kemp. So Eddie Jones has declared war on the All Blacks, stating that the Aussies are coming for them. He is boasting of a season of All Black defeats and a World Cup win for the Wallabies. Seriously. Seriously? Seriously. Not since Donald Trump have I heard such outlandish comments. Not currently endowed with a wealth of coaching success, I believe he's using one of his few weapons, his high opinion of himself. He's simply trying to incite a war of words and a reaction from the All Blacks, but more importantly from us, the New Zealand public. Unfortunately for Eddie, while he was domiciled in the UK, everyone down under knows that his fighting talk is nothing but a PR stunt. Like the Trumpers, we will have to put up with the Joneses, donning their canary tracksuits and Akubra hats, singing Advanced Australian Fair, whilst declaring Eddie the saviour of Aussie rugby. But the reality is... We'll sit back as Kiwis do, sip on a cold Steinlager and watch our boys tear Eddie's dreams apart piece by piece. Let the games begin. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. The PR stunt master himself, yeah, Eddie Jones, firing war words regarding the Burslow. They are coming and they're coming to, to ruin the party. Yep, Kemp, you did right. And well, it just paints a picture of, of what Australian rugby have done now, the They've done it. They've done it. They've made the change. And look at it. Now he's at the front page of every newspaper outlet in Australia and everyone's talking about him. And there was a question yesterday, Eddie, um, Mike McGuire, potentially going over for Eddie Jones and, and helping out with the team. And you, one of your wish lists was at the start of the, uh, the year for a Kiwi, Stacey Jones, to coach the Kiwis, if that takes place. Wow, all signs are leading towards Stacey being the Kiwis coach, mate. Mike McGuire mm. with the with the Wallabies, you see it happening? A hundred percent. Look, he took uh, Jason Riles from Melbourne over to help the English. Uh, you've got, you know, our good mate uh, Kevin Sinfield, who's just got the English coaching job. The, so the league, the league boys, Mike Ford was the d- defensive coach. He came, he played with me as halfback for Castle. So English rugby and Eddie Jones uh, have, a f- have a massive affinity to attracting rugby league people onto their coaching staff. Uh, not a bad move. I, I hope uh, Mike Maguire takes that that role because it does open it up for Stacey. The question is, mm. and if, you, if you've got any... Any thoughts on this? Uh, Texas in double eight double three. What do you think about this um, war of words with Eddie Jones? Is he inciting, 
you know, your your, your passion for the All Blacks? Is he try? Is, do, do you seriously think that the current team that he's got can do the All Blacks? Like he says, come down here, take a series win, and the big word was that he he reckons if he beats the All Blacks on New Zealand soil, he can win the World Cup. Seriously, for me, it's a no go. Yeah. Well, he's very clever what he does. I was listening to a story he told yesterday about James Haskell. And, and no doubt he would have done this in the first, first uh, team meeting for the Wallabies, putting everyone on notice, putting everyone on edge. So James Haskell, he's seen him in the back of the room, and he said he, he'd spent a bit of time with Hask. And he yells out to Haskell, and he goes, how's your fingers, Hask? And um, Hask goes, uh, yeah, they're all good. And he goes, because you're just hanging on. <laughs> and just left him waiting there and just paid him out. And he's very clever. So Haskell's thing, he's been a part of the team. He's an experienced incumbent for that flanker side and he's just Seriously, hanging on. Pl- so he's very witty, isn't he? If you were a player, like you're, yeah, you're very similar to me. If you're a player and the coach said that, You'd have to laugh seriously. Like you would, you'd be feeling for for Hess. You would be as a player, but he'd see the funny side of it. Surely, if you'd started just, I'd have to put my hands and you know my head in my hands, mate, because I'd go, yeah, that's a real good one. That's a great. That's a great little um, oh. a great crack at someone. I'd love to be a fly on the wall because they're two very witty-natured humans. Uh, James Haskell, he is so witty, and he's got some great content on Instagram. Go follow him, actually. He's bloody crack up. And, uh, well, I don't know if there was a bit of – I don't know. To create a bit of edge, you probably wouldn't laugh. But it'll be interesting to see what they do. But Eddie, he'll be inspiring that Wallaby side. Whether they can go on and inspire them enough to come over and steal the bled, a trophy that's eluded them for plenty of years, over 22 years. Oof. Any time will tell. Double eight, double three. We're going to shoot off and we'll come back with some headlines from the one and only Joey B. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building a shape in the future. Neves may be gone, but his music remains. Robbie on the decks this morning is in keeping for breakfast. SCNZ, it's 27 to 8. Time for your sports headlines with Kenard Tyre. Win a Kubota excavator with Kenard Tyre. The Black Caps lost to India this morning, if you missed it, by 168 runs, with India scoring 234 runs, while the Black Caps only managed 66. Meanwhile, boys, I don't know if you heard this, but New Zealand and Australia have asked FIFA to urgently clarify reports that Saudi Arabia's Tourism Authority is to be named as an official sponsor of the 2023 Women's World Cup. A deal with Saudi is set to be announced and has been criticised by human rights groups, so keep your eyes on that. And Latvia could join Ukraine in boycotting the 2024 Paris Olympics if Russia and Belarusian athletes are set to compete with Latvia sharing a border with Russia and have been strong supporters of Ukraine from the very start. That's your sports headlines, boys. Winner 1.7 tonne Kubota excavator with Kenatire. Visit kenatire.co.nz. Thanks, Joey B. That makes an interesting case, isn't it? Kempi with the Olympics and Belarusians and the Russians mm. being a part. We know the, well, the, is it legal that what they're doing over Russia? We don't even know what they're up to over there at the moment. But there's been a bit of a stance towards Russia and being a part of it. And it's it's a hard one, really, because you've got the tennis as well. And you've got Sebalenka. She was obviously representing uh, those nations. And you've got uh, Medvedev. You've got quality tennis players. But they've, been, they've still been allowed to participate. But they've had to get rid of the flag 
you see the similar stance from the Olympics, or would you like to see them just absolutely scratch from it and have no part? Oh yeah, look, uh, the, with the history, it's a, it is a really tough one. Is you know history and the way that the world is today, do they make a stance and say it's not open? You know, um, because of what's going on up there at the moment. Look, I I couldn't make a call on it right now. It's a mm. it's a devastating time up there for everyone involved, and and then we've got these big sporting events where, you know, they and and they're contenders in a lot of events. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't really say, given the given the where we are in today's world, um, I'd say they'd be talking about making a decision, um, but they wouldn't be making it lightly. Nah, they wouldn't be, and and you can understand Ukraine's frustration with what's going on at the moment. So there's a bit of a stance, and it goes against the Olympic ethics and what the Olympics are about, and inclusion, inclusiveness, and you know freedom, and everyone just representing their countries. From and flying the flags with pride. And so watch that space. Cheers for that, Joey. And a quick message coming through from Brad before we shoot off. Uh, listen to the press conference. This is regarding Eddie Jones. Does he have any idea what he's talking about? He says he has a talented group, but also says talent doesn't win a World Cup. Therefore, Australia clearly don't win the World Cup. Nice one, Eddie, you drill bit. It's <laughs> from Brad. You drill bit? Oh, it's a different way to different way to say it, but I quite quite like the way you use that, Brad. He's winning, Kimpy. He's mm. winning because look at us. We're always talking. We're well, always it's a good reacting. PR. It's great PR. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's what he's after, mate. But seriously, while he's been up in England, we're sitting down here watching Aussie getting tonked all the time. So yeah, you can talk a good game. It doesn't mean the game's going to be good. Just quickly, you've got the league having a big influence in the game of union at the moment. You've got Kevin Sinfield, like you spoke about. You've got David Kidwell being with Argentina, um, you know, and he's come down and, and trained with the Crusaders as well. And you've got Michael Maguire being touted as a, a replacement in the uh, Australian Wallabies outfit for union. So what is it about these leagueies and the leagueies coming over to union? What, why do they continue to, to allow them to be a part of their makeup? Well, well, generally it's defence. Like Kitty's, Kitty's defence. I dare say Mike McGuire be defence. Um, you know Kevin Sinfield's defence. You know as well as you mm. never missed a goal either. He's a good kicking coach. So um, I think that it's just a, a trend that's been going around in global rugby for a long time. It's be only a matter of time, I reckon, for the before the All Blacks tap into that um, that expertise. Uh, Will it be a trend if they continue and their laws are? Um, the waist height tackle rule, the law, if it's lowered, because we know you all love wrapping the ball up up high, stop yeah. the offload. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a very good question. It's a very good question. Uh, I think there's more to defence than actually the tackle. I think the positioning of the body and the way that uh, you carry yourself before the tackles are made and after the tackles are made uh, and positioning of the tackler across the board is just as important. And rugby league people understand that really well. Beautiful, mate. Love it, love it. More than an athlete coming up. Katrina Williams, little Avondale stud. Caring for our communities. Out of the gym and off the park. Working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation. This is More Than an Athlete with Izzy and Kempe. Brought to you by Tremaine Real Estate. Bringing people and property together in our communities.
Our more than an athlete this week is Katrina Williams, who you may know as one of the principals of Little Avondale Stud. Alongside her husband, Sammy Williams, running a stud farm is a big job on its own, but on top of that, Katrina Williams is the founder and trustee of the Catwalk Spinal Cord Injury Trust. She suffered a life-changing injury of her own back when she was one of the top equestrian riders in the country and has committed a lot of time and resources towards finding ways of fixing paralyzation. No one in the country has raised more money towards research in that field and it's a privilege to welcome Katrina on the show this morning. Thanks so much for coming on. Katrina, how are you doing? Really good. The sun's out. We're, um, we're pretty stoked <laughs> about that after a bit of a wet week but, and you can hear my voice is a little bit hoarse after lots of chatting but um, <laughs> we've had a fun week. It's been a fun week, and you've had plenty on offer there as well, Katrina. Uh, what was the sales like? Was it as hectic than any other you've witnessed at Karaka? Look, it's been great. We've um, we've really enjoyed having uh, the Australians back in the country. Um, you know, we we love uh, we love our neighbours. We love beating them on the racetrack even more. But we certainly love selling our bloodstock to them. And uh, you know, the the racing scene in Australia is is second to none, and um, you know, catching up with them all on our turf is, is always fun. Hey Katrina, it's Tony here. Hey, thanks for uh, spending some time and giving up some time yourself and Sam uh, when I was out at Karaka on Monday and chatting about all things coming up. Are you, uh, before we get to that, are you happy with the clearance weight of the sales for, for Little Avondale? Uh, Tony, probably that's something that Sam and I um, have discussed quite a bit in the last uh, 48 hours. Um, it's, a lot, it's a lot higher for us than we would normally um, normally do. Uh, we, we take a lot of pride actually in being sellers um, but we were really um, proud of our draft this year. We've spent quite a lot of time over the last oh, five, six years upgrading our broodmares to uh, stock that is attractive to the Australians and our international market and um, so you know, it's a little bit like the year that we had um, Rock and Horse and uh, another two fillies um, that we took home. We we really believe in our stock, so I said to Sam, "Well, well, not I said to Sam, we've discussed it, and we we sort of feel that if we believe it, we've got to back it. So we're we're not letting them go, you know, cheaply. Although Lance O'Sullivan <laughs> picked up an early fully off us um, quite reasonably, so he's pretty stoked. Um, but we'll take home. We definitely will be taking home a few more than we would normally. Um, and we'll syndicate them once we get home. Oh, well, one lot you must be um, pretty proud of is highlighted <clears throat> at the start. <clears throat> sorry about that. <clears throat> at the start of the sales, lot 505, the colt out of Group 1 winner, Shavasti. Uh, how'd that go for you? Yeah, no, really, really thrilled. We've got a couple of owners in on that horse and, uh, you know, look, when you're making that sort of money um, on any yearling, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. The, the costs that go into the game. Um, we've got a great team here. You know, there's obviously a lot of staff involved, and you can't do what you do without them. And um, you need a couple of those big ones to uh, pay for a few of the others that may not reach quite the heights that you hope for. So uh, that that yearling sold for uh, four seventy, um, and yeah, we were really stoked for everybody. Well, it's not just uh, the, the stud owners at Little Avondale and yourself are, are quite successful at uh, Katrina. You're also um, a very, very 
good equestrian rider um, for a long time. Just tell us a little bit about your career uh, in equestrian and, and a little about about what's going on now. Uh, yes, look, I, uh, 20 years ago now, believe it or not, um, we had a riding accident um, falling off a horse. It was a, a friend's horse that I was riding as a favour um, at Kiki Horse Trails in the Waikato. Um, we've been lucky enough, I guess, to um, ride at the highest level eventing and show jumping and, and compete with, you know, the likes of Blythe Tate and Mark Todd and Andrew Nicholson and uh, Vaughan Jeffress. And, I, I, you know, I feel very fortunate that my accident didn't happen until I was 31. Um, Sam and I had been married a year and uh, it certainly wasn't the path we planned, but we um, had a fall and broke my neck at C6. Level. Um, so for those that don't understand that, um, it did damage my spinal cord and I ended up in a, in a wheelchair. Um, I certainly didn't know anyone in a wheelchair at that time and uh, now um, they're the people that I admire, admired most. Um, we've got a great friend in Grant Sharman who uh, many will know. He um, was a Paralympian and he's on the um, catwalk board. Um, but we've also got just, you know, everyday people that do everyday stuff that uh, are involved with Catwalk. And, and Catwalk, I guess, was founded um, by a group of friends. Um, I guess I, I've been fortunate to be given the title of founder. But uh, with the, when you see my arms and you see my, my legs, it takes a, a more than me to, to create what's, what's happened. But I, I actually stepped away from Catwalk about three years ago on the the actual um, from the board and the, the official side of things although still very involved as far as the fundraising goes and help where we can um, and actually one of the projects that we've got going on at the moment which I'm really really excited about it's been going for about three years is um, we're building a camper van that wheelies um, will be able to use so if they've got an, an easy lock um, like mine on my wheelchair uh, they'll be able to lock in and actually drive this camper van. And, but at, at worst case scenario, they'll be the passenger because so often we're out the back or in the boot and I mm. wanted to design something that wheelies could, could use. And this will be for MSMD, um, cerebral palsy. Anyone that is dealing with someone in a wheelchair will be able to hire this camper van and take it around to New Zealand. So that's a project that we're really proud of. And, and I think the other thing that I'm really excited about is the guy that is will handle the rental, he'll uh, he'll get 40% of the money, but 30% of the hireage fee will go back to Catchwalk, which is sole focus is to raise money for spinal cord research, and the other 30% will go to the New Zealand Spinal Trust. That's absolutely awesome. I'm looking, looking forward to seeing that. And there's, you've also got, a, uh, just quickly before we let you go, you've also got another little project about getting more people to the races you were talking to me about. Just quickly take us through that. Yeah, so it's something that Sam and I are working on. We're, this is our 10th year sponsoring the Lowland Stakes, 1st of March down in Hastings. Uh, so you can either go to the Hawke's Bay website or the lastub.co.nz website and, and see what's going on. Uh, we love going to the races, and this is a twilight meet. And so we've upped the ante with the Hawke's Bay Racing crew and said, right, let's make this a day to remember. 10 years sponsoring, a little bit of glam, uh, we've got the Love Racing team behind it, and uh, there'll be a little bit more than, than the usual. Some champagne on arrival, lots of beautiful food, $110 a ticket, and we'll make it worthwhile. Beautiful. 
Awesome. I love the work that you're doing, Katrina. You're an absolute champion. And well, thought, what's going on? You always have a smile on your face. And I'll never forget, it was probably the moment of the year last year when Rock and Horse won the Group 1 and you were trackside and seeing the emotion on your face. Um, mate, you're an absolute champion. We thank you so much for joining us this morning. And uh, Rock and Horse, keep on rocking. Thanks so much. That was definitely uh, the highlight of our lives. Um, but we keep going after our wedding day because we we have to say that, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> that is the special day and you never, ever, ever, don't, trust me, don't ever forget the anniversary day. I've done it a couple of times and it's not a good out. It's not a good day ahead if you forget that. So thank you so much, Katrina. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. Trina Williams, Little Avondale stud, more than an athlete for this week. That was more than an athlete brought to you by Tremaine Real Estate, bringing people and property together in our communities. Oh, the work. And someone, you know, that's a devastating accident and injury that anyone could receive. But she's just showing the adversity and how to overcome that, Kempi. She always looks on the bright side of life and... Life has changed dramatically for, for Katrina, but you just wouldn't even know from listening to her. They are a great couple, Sam and Katrina. Like, If you get a chance, they'll talk to you, go and say hello to them if you see them around. Um, and she has got so much energy, mate. You know, the projects that she does, so she's doing all this other work and she's helping people and stuff like that, and then she goes, right, I want to get people to the races. If you're in the Hawks Bay, is he, you'll, probably, you'll probably head up to this one, 110 bucks a ticket for all-day experience. She's talking drinking champagne, eating oysters, putting on food. What her and Sam want to do is bring the glam back to racing. And she's taken that upon herself to create, and she's going to create by sponsoring this race down there. The first place that she's going to is in the Hawks Bay to do that. So um, really good chatting to them on Monday. Nice to have Katrina again on More Than Athlete today. I'm looking forward to Little Avondale. They had a they had a smashing sales too. So well done to the whole team at Little Avondale. And thanks a lot, Katrina, for coming on and joining us this morning. Beautiful, mate. Coming up, we got Will Jordan talking all things rugby. We'll get an inkling to see where Will Jordan's at. I know where his golf game's at. It's horrible. Fiction. Yes, welcome back. Give us a call anytime if you want to just chew the fat. We've got Will Jordan coming up. And, well, it's a huge year ahead for our All Blacks. And Will Jordan, well, he's been dealing with a few niggly injuries, concussions, head knocks. And if you want to know anything from Will Jordan, double eight double three, or give us a call 0800 150 We're going to have a good chat with him. I caught up with him yesterday. He's looking in good spirit, looking in great condition. And he's ready to rip into a, a big year ahead. And I was lucky enough last week, Kempe, to watch the Crusaders forge on for an eighth straight title. And uh, they were training really hard. The backs, all the All Blacks have been integrated back into the squad. And all signs are looking towards promising. They've got a new backs coach, James Marshall, as well. So we'll get an insight to see how James has transitioned into the backs coaching group and see uh, where they're heading at the moment. So Will Jordan coming up. Can't wait to chat to my good mate. But before then, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Building and shaping the future. Vodafone has one awesome summer of sport lined up for you. Kia ora, good morning. I'm Aroha Hathaway with SENZ News. And economists hit out at the transport and fuel subsidy, saying they help higher-income earners more. Prime Minister Chris Hipkins announced the extension of subsidies around fuel, RUC and transport 
to help with the cost of living. But Infometrics' Brad Olsen told News Hub Late it amounted to playing politics. It provides three times as much support to those on the highest incomes who don't need as much help. EMA says while the forecast for Auckland is for slackening rain, there's still a very real danger. Three people were injured after a landslide took out a holiday home in the Afitu Peninsula area yesterday. Deputy Controller Rachel Callagher. I think the likelihood of, of more flooding, given the forecast is not predicting too much rain for us, is probably much lower. But um, given the sodden ground conditions, the, that sort of ground instability issue is still a possibility. So, um, you know, I think in terms of sort of being able to walk away from having any effects out on the ground, we're not quite there yet. A 5.0 magnitude earthquake struck south of the Dominican Republic, jolting people from their beds. The U.S. Geological Survey says the quake was 45k deep and centred just off the coast of the capital, Santo Domingo. And an active underwater volcano has erupted in Vanuatu, shooting plumes of ash into the sky. Submarine Senior Volcano Officer Ricardo Williams said it was 6k east of Epi Island. SENZ Radio.NZ Sport next. Izzy and Kempe powered by Kubota and its range of construction, agriculture and implement machinery. Legendary quarterback and seven-time Super Bowl winner Tom Brady says he's retired for good after 23 seasons in the NFL. The 45-year-old first announced his retirement on this day last year but reversed that decision six weeks later, claiming he had unfinished business. I know the process was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So, And the Black Caps have been soundly beaten in the final T20 international against India at Ahmedabad, going down by 168 runs, India securing a 2-1 series victory. More Inside 30 on SENZ. All the big moments from the world of sport. SENZ Radio.NZ. Auckland weather mostly cloudy with isolated showers turning to rain at times this afternoon. A few heavy falls, high 25, low 20. Catch live commentary of the Big Bash 2020 playoffs from 9 tonight on SENZ. Welcome back, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ February the 2nd. And I'm heading up to Auckland later on this morning. Going to be in the studio, lads. So looking forward to getting some coffees, a couple of bats. Or should, are we shredding? We're fasting, aren't we? Mate, cafe's open. Our mates out there, Ooh. the uh, the the serveries are full. And uh, he's whipping up the coffees, mate. So you might be shredding. <laughs> I need to shred. I need to shred, Kempi. It's uh, been a big old year. But someone that needs to shred his golf game is going to join us right now. It's the one and only Will Jordan, who is preparing for a big year ahead. We'll just get a little insight to what went on over summer, how he's tracking, how the body is, and he's joined us right now. Will Jordan, how you doing? Morning, Digget. Going well. How are you? Yeah, I'm on top of the world. Obviously, lost the the match, but I thrashed you, so I'm happy, mate. Are you are you okay? Oh, I'm I'm fine, mate. I didn't realise there was anything on the match between you and I yesterday. I, as far as I was concerned, it was just a doubles match, 
me and Drummo taking on uh, you and you and Braid. So me and Drummo got the spoils on that. So that's where my full focus was, and my performance in that um, was irrelevant really, as long as we came away with the win, which is what happened. <laughs> well, no surprises. You won as soon as I saw uh, Braden swing the ball. I was like, "Oh, it's going to be a long day." I can see what you've done there, giving me Braden. I got a sore back. Yeah, Braden, like he's just new to the game and he's just working his way through it. Um, needs a wee bit of mentoring or coaching, whatever one you want to call it. But we get there eventually. We've all been there. Beautiful, mate. Hey. Today, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, the real snap hooks on them, oh, crocodile hands. But anyway, mate, um, we'll rip into some some chat. What? Um, how you been? How, how's how's the body feeling? And obviously, you're ripping into to preseason, so you had a good summer break. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, it was pretty low key to be honest. Just sort of hanging around Christchurch for a lot of it. Um, got away a wee bit. Um, family's got a place up in the Marlborough Sound, so spent a week or two up there. Um, yeah, just cruising and reconnecting with the family and. Got a bit of fishing in, and yeah, it was just pretty quiet, really. And I guess over the last couple of weeks, it's been quite nice getting back into the swing of things with a bit of training and getting around the fellows again and chucking the skin around, which is which has been good. So um, yeah, it's always good having that couple of months off to sort of freshen up the body and do a few other things. See a few schoolmates you don't see a lot during the year when you're in that kind of rugby bubble and couple bit of flack from them. Um, but then yeah, it's always nice um, getting back into it as well. Hey, well, just um, reflect some reflection on last year. Like when you're sitting down, the years all ended. It's been a, a up and down season um, as far as results go. What, what what were some of the key learnings that you took out of last year? Um, yeah, like you say, it was a bit of a bumpy year, um, particularly yeah, focusing on the all black kind of stuff. I think um, yeah, what you learned is that particularly Test footy is a bit of a a grueling beast and you've got to be on your game um, week to week and I think that's something that we particularly took out of particularly the Irish series was um, yeah we probably were in our best for that three match series and kind of got found out so um, the importance of yeah preparation um, and making sure that we're nailing our kind of little details and um, processes throughout the week is really important and um, I think as much as that just excitement building into this year around I guess the evenness of Test footy at the moment and um, the World Cup coming up and the real opportunity there is to go up to France and, um, yeah, just try and do something pretty special up there. So I know the boys built really well towards the back end of the year and that's sort of the momentum we're trying to uh, push forward with for this coming year. Where, where, does, where do Will Jordan love to love to play? I love seeing you on the wing, mate. You can get a bit more freedom. You get the ball in hand. I hate seeing you pass. You can't pass anyway, so just get the ball and run and <laughs> potentially kick it and score some tries. So is that something you love um, having a crack at on the wing or will you still see yourself as a as a fullback? Um, yeah, I think it's a bit of both, to be honest. I think, um, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of merit to both. I think the beauty of playing on the wing is that you do have like quite a bit of freedom, I think you can really sort of just focus on your role and, um, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities just to get out wide and have a crack one-on-one and sort of do your thing out there. And um, I guess franchise-wise, the Crusaders, I've played a bit more rugby at fullback and um, enjoy, I guess, the added responsibility you kind of get with that in terms of um, a bit more game management, um, the kicking side of it and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it is a bit of a... A bit of a, I guess, it's me a challenge going between the two. I found a little bit um, at times yeah. going between the going to the All Blacks, going to the wing, having played a lot of rugby at fullback, 
has been a bit challenging, but in the same time, it um, it is a challenge that I've enjoyed. And um, yeah, I think at this stage, um, I'm into the Crusaders for the next six months. Probably my focus be on playing at fullback, but um, obviously we've seen for the last couple of years it's been mainly on the wing for the All Blacks. So I guess it's always at the back of your mind as well. Mate, you, you're one of the the more experienced Crusader backs now. So you, you you're part of that. You know, you're a real leader in your own right. So you really are you really enjoying and relishing that leadership role that you, you're taking on with the Crusaders, and even when you go back in the All Blacks. It was pretty strange, to be honest. We had a bit of a um, outside backs catch up um, before training on Tuesday, and I was sort of looking around the circle, and I was thinking, <laughs> should I probably am just about the oldest <laughs> oldest state looking around here. We've got. Well, I've got Malani Nanai um, back from overseas, who's a bit older than me and played a few more games. But in terms of who's been around in the Crusaders for the longest, I think I just about am the the longest tenured outside back, which I'm not sure if it's a good thing or not. But um, no, it's yeah. cool to be honest. I think yeah, it does seem pretty weird. This is kind of like my sixth year of Super Rugby going in. You probably remember when I first came in six years ago. Is years different? But um, who's this young punk? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but no, it is it is cool to be honest. Like I do. I do like sort of like I touched on before. I do enjoy a bit of the added responsibility, and I think last year was a bit of a growth year for me in terms of just taking on a bit more of that responsibility, particularly around sort of our, um, yeah, probably the attack side of the ball with our kicking game um, and just our overall strategy. So um, I've got a lot of exciting talent on the outside backs, obviously with the likes of Sevu and Leicester, those boys in the All Blacks, but some young boys coming through. Mecca um, Springer, a good Tazzy boy. Um, got yeah. my grips on him. So looking forward to getting alongside him and hopefully he can teach him a few things. But um, yeah, he's a pretty special talent. So looking forward to seeing these boys um, go well this year. Well, it'd be just interesting to get your thoughts. I get asked this question a lot around defensive coaches. Um, I'm just going to rattle off a few names for you. David Kidwell. Um, you've got Andy Farrell, Sean Edwards, Kevin Sinfield and Mike Maguire possibly with Australia all out of rugby league going back to rugby union. Does the playing group, like when you're, when you're, when you're looking at that, um, I guess, acquisition to other teams, does the playing group talk about that as a, uh, I guess, as something that they think may add to that other team? Or do you, do you not even consider that rugby league is in, inside all these other union teams? Um, it was discussed a little bit. Um... Yeah, I think back to when we played those two games against Argentina um, sort of towards the middle of the year, there was a little bit of chat around David Kidwell being their defence coach and um, particularly that first game in Christchurch, the ability to kind of spread the spread the field with a pretty wide kind of D system um, kind of stifled us. So I think, yeah, certainly you're yeah, understanding what those kind of league background coaches are going to bring to the table. Um, and it is just a different dimension to potentially what we've seen in the past and probably we've seen that bit of success that those guys have had. So um, I think, yeah, you do do a bit of scouting around it and just understanding what kind of trends or strengths different coaches might have. And, um, yeah, it does seem to be that those those league background coaches do like to fill the field and, um, yeah, really make it tough to, to take against. Mate, someone that's that's you, you talk about the the trends. Well, the the line speed is one of the biggest trends at the moment in world rugby, and you're an attacking threat every time you get the ball. So, what's going through your mind when these defenses are coming up uh, and putting so much pressure on you? Like, what's needed for for an attacker to get through and break down that that rush line defence? 
Um, yeah, I think the one thing that I've tried to really bring in over the last 12 months is just really, and the All Blacks as well have used a lot, it's just that kicking game. I think um, whether it's the kicking behind, um, the cross kick, I think that's one way you can just really kind of hold that D up. Um, I think if you're kind of unwilling to to challenge that space and behind the D line, then um, it's pretty hard to sort of put any kind of pause in their mind and they can just sort of come up pretty hard and, and come get you. I think as well as that, it's just being able to perform um, your skill set under pressure. Um, mm. When they're coming hard at you and you've got a bit less time on the ball, then that's when your skills are going to be under their most kind of pressure. So I guess trying to simulate that in training as much as you can, I think it's um, it's easy to sort of execute your catch and pass when you've got plenty of time and um, you're just doing it in front of no one at training. But trying to, I guess, put those game situations into your week um, so when you get out there on Saturday, you've kind of experienced it and um, it's just one of those things that the more you come up against it, the more you kind of get used to it, and the more ways you sort of work out how to counter it. But um, certainly the first time you played the likes of Stafka and that, who were pretty extreme with it, um, it came a bit of a shock to the system and pretty tough to deal with. Yeah, it's a bit of a challenge at the moment for for attackers to try and break down that, that line speed. But I guess if you can be brave and get in behind them, they can't speed off the line back to back efforts. So uh just quickly, um Jimmy Ma, Jimmy Marshall, James Marshall's transition into the Crusaders coaching group. A real Tasman influence on the Crusaders at the moment. How's he transitioning to it? What's he like? No, he's been great, Jimmy. Um, like you say, just another one off the the Tasman production line. Um, no, he's been really good. Um, in a bit of a similar cloth to, to Goody, a similar bloke. Um, but also, yeah, coming in and, and putting his own stamp on things, which is great. Um, yeah, bringing a bit of humour into the group, which is always good to keep things fresh. Um, and some new ideas as well. So he's kind of been taking the backs um, and also sort of focusing on the outside backs. So been doing a bit of work with him, which has been great. Um, it's also been really good to see um, Scotty Hanson and somebody else and stepping up and helping him as well but um, no, Jimmy's a, a great coach um, yeah he's just sort of being himself I think which is the main thing and really trying to keep the environment pretty fresh and um, nice. just worried about doing his own thing which I think has been great it's always I think a challenge coming into an environment um, like the Crusaders who have had a bit of success in trying to do your own thing so he's been able to do that which has been great um, so now it's been a great start for him Hey, well, just uh, in your in your eyes, benchmark international team. Who's the benchmark at the moment? Um, yeah, I think it's probably yeah the two teams up north. I think the French and the Irish have probably earned that earned that tag. Um, obviously, the French have been unbeaten for not sure the exact number, but I think it's double digit tests now. Um, won the Six Nations last year, so at home as well, they're going to be pretty tough to beat. Uh, coming into the year, and obviously the Irish, um, yeah, did a bit of a number on us in the middle of the year, and they've been pretty strong as well. Um, so, obviously the Six Nations starting up this weekend, we're keeping a little bit of an eye on that. Interesting to see how that plays out. But um, yeah, those two teams at the moment have probably had the strongest last couple of years. Um, I'd say. A little spanner before you head off, mate. I know you've got a big day of training ahead of you. Look, I announced my retirement from Black Clash Cricket earlier on in the year, and uh, it was only fitting I went away with uh, with one run to my name. So everyone's asking, where's Will Jordan in the Black Clash? Are you going to make a comeback, mate? They missed you. I missed you. I was horrible. Well, I just, 
I just thought I'd give you a chance at the top of the order, Izzy, to just really stamp your mark on the event. I heard you couldn't bowl this year, so I thought, well, I'll open up all your space at the top of the order and give you a chance to, to spread your wings, and you let me down horribly. Yeah, I know. So I stamped my mark while I stamped my feet on the ground. I didn't move them, mate. Yeah. I was an anchor. Horrible. Have you announced your retirement, have you? You're done. Is that your last one? Yeah, I'm done, mate. I've had enough. I'm over there embarrassing myself. New year, new me. You heard it here first again. Yeah. Off-field role, maybe? <laughs> yeah, off-field entertainment. role. Entertainment. Look, look after the entertainment and court sessions. New year resolution, new year dag. Always coming back in January, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Last another month, maybe. You'll see if it's still going in May. Oh, beautiful, mate. Hey, no, thanks so much for joining us. No, sorry, you go. No, no, you go back, finish up. What were you going to say? Hopefully, hope, hopefully I'll be back next year. Um, yeah, I just didn't. I was a bit worried about dropping my average in the event this year, so I thought give a few other blokes to go. <laughs> Rito's starting to take the spotlight a bit, actually, so I might have to come back in and um, rekindle my ring partnership up with him. Beautiful, mate. Hey, I'm just going to be cheeky here. When are you coming back? When are you, when are you, what's, the, what's the play, mate? Are you going to be back early or what? Um, yeah, no sort of set return to play yet. Just, yeah, joined Ben back in training. Um, yeah, taking it week by week, but yeah, been going well. So, um, yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later. Beautiful, mate. Big year ahead for the young man, Will Jordan. The world's at his feet right now. He's flying. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Appreciate it, Will. No worries, Dink. Have a good one. Yeah, there's Will Jordan. Talking uh, all things rugby and great question regarding the league. Mate, the, the line speed is, and Tamari Ellison, he's a great coach. Very good defensive mindset, and hats goes off to Leon McDonald too, because I think he was the, well, I can't say that, it was actually the Hurricanes 2016 when they went on that uh, championship run, bringing line speed to New Zealand shores and having so much success. Now every team brings line speed, and they've got mm. 14 players in the front line with the full, uh, 13 players with the fullback in the 10 covering in the back position. So, yeah, it's uh, it's good. Izzy's batting is as good as his golf. Oh. <laughs> Unknown Texa. Oh, I can't wait to carve you up. Come see me, mate. Flick me a message over game. I'll tune you up too. All right? There you go. You'll feel the wrath like Will Jordan felt the wrath, eh? Leave your name with you. Come on. Let's have a game. He was good. He was, he was a good chat. Well, I tell you, what, some nuggets there. Some gold nuggets coming from uh, the champion, the champion Will Jordan. Love the way that he was just straight to the point too. You know, he wasn't beating. He wasn't beating around it. He knew exactly what those questions meant. And uh, and the one at the end, France and Ireland, mate. We all know it. They are the teams to beat in the World Cup. Forget about our mate, Mister Jones. Jeez. Mr. Jones, yeah, they probably, no where are they sitting? 10th? 12th? You worry about those other teams. Kempe. Yeah. Some teams can really endure the pressure and enjoy it, enjoy being favourites. I just get to see Ireland and France at the World Cup. Yeah, the, oh, France has been there really about. played a couple of finals but never won it. And Ireland, well, they just seem to peak a bit early. So I'm not convinced just yet that they're the teams to beat. France at home... Well, they'll be very, very tough, but I still just have my wits about me in South Africa. And Rassi Erasmus, they're still at the front of my mind. And our beloved All Blacks as well. TAB update coming up with the one and only Paulie Moati. And again, leave your name. Me and you are going to have a game of golf. I'm sick of it. It's probably you, Brad, on your little secret phone you got going on. Your little on. burner. I'm on you. 
Your little burner, I'm telling on you. You're listening to the Ken for Breakfast. Thanks to the Kevis House, the real house of fragrance. Yes, we're 17 away from nine. Before we pass the baton over to Smithy, it's time for our pillow to post effort of the week. Rejuvenate with a temper electric adjustable bed from Bedpost. Transport yourself to the perfect relaxation zone with the flick of a button at bedpost.co.nz. And it's time for Uncle Kempe's. Yeah, mate. Been plenty of rivalries in sport, is he? Jack Nicholas, Lee Trevino, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson. How good. But this rivalry between Rory McIlroy and Patrick Reid looks to be a rivalry that has taken feuds to a new level. He's not won, he says, on his first start previously in his career, but he has a putt here to win this title for the third time in his career. He's done it. Wonderful stuff from McIlroy. What a start to the year, a winning start with a birdie, birdie finish. He has captured the hero Dubai Desert Classic. Yeah, my from the pillar to post effort of the week is Rory McIlroy. McIlroy's birdie putt at the 18th of the final hole of the Dubai Desert Classic was more than a win for McIlroy. Is he after the fallout with Patrick Reed? Dub T, <laughs> T-gate. Rory has had to deal with off-course issues such as being issued with a subpoena on Christmas Eve. How bad. Clutch is the only way to describe this win for me. Three days of golf going right down to the very final 18th hole and he's nailed that 14 footer to take that win in the Dubai um, Classic so my effort of the week, pull of the post effort of the week goes to our man Northern Ireland's Rory McIlroy Yeah Rory McIlroy still of nerve to go knowing what went on before the tournament to go through and, and beat him with the final two holes back to back birdies so good and I love the feud that are, and the rivalry that this has created between both parties and you know you've seen Phil Mickelson's reaction it's great for golf it is great for golf you look at the positive from the LIV and the PGA you got two separate franchise entities going at it and just really putting their egos on the line and Bubba Watson has made the switch to the LIV, so plenty of top golfers are making that switch, and it just shouts for a case of what does the PGA continue to do to encourage these top players? Because without the the stars, you know, I think of Colin uh, Morikawa, and then you've got Patrick Cantlay, Justin Thomas, still flying the PGA flag. It's only a matter of time before the PGA is dwindled down, and whether it can compete and still stay. The force it is. It is a great pathway, Kempe. Still is a great pathway, and we always talk about it for young golfers coming through, but nothing can just match the money that is on offer from the LIV golf at the moment. So watch that space. The feud will continue for years, and we absolutely love it. Well, it's time for my effort of the week. Oh, thank God, man. <laughs> it's my home's house. That was Travis Kelsey, the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, just giving all the Bengals and fans a bit of tongue after what went on in the lead-up to that performance. And all the eyes were on the one and only Patrick Mahomes as he went into that game with a bit of a niggly ankle injury and there was a little bit of doubts whether the Bengals would be able to get to him and target him. Well, he was on an absolute heater. 43 attempts. 
29 completed for a 326-yard game with two touchdowns. So Patrick Mahomes fighting through adversity and injury and niggle. We know he would have been helped. <laughs> the captain, Captain Philly said he would have been injected with more things than anything else. So uh, he got through that game, but to do it at the peak of it, up against a young Joe Burrows, with so much on the line and the pressure, Oh, I just couldn't go past Paddy Mahomes. And so it makes for a juicy outing when the Eagles, the Jalen Hurts Eagles, take on the Paddy Mahomes. And it's the battle of the Kelsey brothers. So uh, that was my effort of the week, Kempe. Patrick Mahomes, he's a champion. Yeah, nice touch too when he's when he's grabbed Burrows at the end of it and uh, given him a, a little bit of a hug and said there'll be plenty more, mate. So uh, they've done the job together. And I've got to take my hat off to Patrick Mahomes too. Is he, playing with a high ankle sprain is one of the toughest things to do when you're <laughs> an athlete and you've got to carry around your weight over, uh, I guess, the, the, top, the period of a football game. And he's gone and done that in one of the biggest games of his, his life leading into the Super Bowl. So uh, can, they, can they carry on the, the, uh, the winning feeling into next week's Super Bowl is yet to be seen. Mm, watch the space. Juicy. Next Monday, 13th of February, it's going to be. And that's okay. Captain. I'll be having my popcorn. I'll be having my popcorn out there. We'll get the captain Philly on because he'll be, no doubt, excited for hopefully his Philly Delphia Eagles to continue on their great form. That was our effort of the week. We'll shoot off, and Kempe's going to wrap it all up with Smithy. Back shortly.